0: the
1: things podcast, podcast. Greetings, phantomaniacs! Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about terrifying toys, monstrous movies, mortifying music, and all manner of pop culture spookiness. I am your host, Diabolical Dave, and as you can tell from AFI's Halloween opening the show, this is our annual collection of spooky music called... The Dead Man's Playlist. We have gathered our musical experts from around the corners of the world to put together a unique Needless Things experience. Uh, you will also be able to go on Spotify uh, if you follow Needless Things and find this playlist there although it may not be there in its entirety because of course there's some things that we pick that are uh a little too weird and wild to be found on spotify so we will have substitutions and variances where needed uh this is a great fun episode that i love doing obviously we'd like to do this for christmas i think we did a did we do a valentine's day one i can't even remember right now because this year has been this past two years has been so crazy and ridiculous. Uh, Tomorrow night, you can find me at the Village Theater in Atlanta, Georgia, hosting games for the Halloween Puckin' Fuppet Show. These are socially distant games. Somehow, uh, I sent the guy who runs the Halloween Puckin' Fuppet Show, Mr. Bo Brown, our dear friend. Uh, I sent him a message saying hey, do I need to know what socially distant games means? And he's like, I've got it figured out. And that's all I've heard from him. So I have no idea what I'm actually going to be doing. So if you want to see me potentially uh, winging it and being a little uncomfortable, come on out to the Village Theater. Uh, That is October the 23rd at 10 p.m. in hot lanta which by the way i don't mind hot lanta i think people who get a little too upset over people saying hot lanta are kind of silly and probably don't like fun very much uh so that is a spooky thing that's going on other stuff that's been happening uh this week i on the needless things youtube channel i posted reviews of NECA's new puppet master figures uh Go check those out. I did those sort of in conjunction with the Halloween Puck and Puppet show, so it would be a whole week of puppetry fun. Uh, so please check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. Subscribe, uh, tell a friend about it. Do whatever. I, I love doing those reviews. I uh, had a lot, have a lot of fun with that. And of course, uh, throughout October, uh, been doing, been focusing on spooky toys. But November first, I already have. The review that's going to be going up then it is the 112 collective uh conan the barbarian which is very very different from any 112 collective figure that has come out before um i can't wait to open this thing up it arrived today so i'm going to be reviewing it uh possibly later today but certainly prior to november the first uh other things going on we released a special bonus episode it's a needless things special report our review of halloween kills so go check that out that is the newest horror sensation that's sweeping the nation this thing's made a ton of money which i think is great for r-rated horror Uh, very important that this movie do well so check out our review wherever you found this podcast you can find that also Uh, follow needless things podcast on twitter needless things podcast on instagram uh, Phantom Troublemaker on Instagram, yeah, you know the spots. Join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. What else spooky is going on? Oh, new season of Creep Show has been a lot of fun. There've been a couple of uh, misses, in my personal opinion, but mostly hits. And the thing is, even the misses are fun to watch, and the love that goes into that show is inspiring. So e- even if maybe an episode isn't to my taste I still love that it exists if that makes sense uh I've been watching I've been continuing my marathon of Friday the 13th the series I just grabbed all of my tales from the Crypt DVDs and I was about to throw one in then I was like you know what I just want to watch more Friday the 13th the series I I legit love this show there's tons of stuff on streaming I found on uh paramount plus they have because you know how a lot of the streaming services kind of you you see the same movies over and over again it seems like paramount plus has a a very different variety of older horror because that's one of the issues like if you go on hulu it's all stuff that's come out since 2012 so if you want older classic horror and I'm not even talking about 80s stuff here I'm talking about stuff from like the 60s uh Paramount Plus has got some pretty cool things uh every streaming service has like a Halloween section right now or or except was HBO Max I think you have to actually go to the horror section which seems weird because in my head and this just comes from when I was a kid and HBO was seen as this like cool thing uh in my head HBO is kind of the coolest service. I I can't totally explain why. Part of it is because we can watch our theatrical movies on there, which I I really enjoy, and and I want to clear something up. Uh, On social media or wherever, I've been very vocal about hating movie theaters. I don't hate movie theaters. I love the theatrical experience. Uh, I love seeing, I love the giant screen. I love the sound. I love, you know, the, I like sharing a movie experience with other people. However, I hate sharing a movie experience with other people because so many of those other people are dildos who are sitting there looking at their cell phones or having conversations or chomping their popcorn. What what moron decided popcorn was the ultimate movie snack? The snack that you literally cannot eat quietly, but most people just sit there with their mouths open like a fucking cow just ah 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 ridiculous. Uh so I I if I could go to a movie theater full of people that I know, like there should be like a test uh to to see a movie with other people. Can you be quiet? Can you not use your cell phone for 90 minutes? Now granted a lot tons of movies now are way over 2 hours, but 3 hours. 3. Put a 3 hour on there. Can you possibly go 3 hours without looking at your cell phone? If the answer is not yes, then you cannot see this movie or uh do the little bag thing whatever that bag is where you have to put your cell phone in a bag I think they do it for like movie premieres and stuff or or, uh screenings or whatever I don't know I don't live anywhere classy enough to do anything like that uh so I, I I love the theatrical experience but I hate the kinds of people that tend to be in movie theaters now so as much as it pains me to not support the theatrical release of movies, if I can watch something at home, uh, because, we, I mean, we've got a theater downstairs. We've got a projector. We've got a 90-inch screen. Uh, it's, it's a pretty good setup. If I can watch it on that, I, I'm going to, because I don't want to deal with the popcorn-chewing cell phone-looking... the These, these idiots who, back in my day... You you got to the movie theater on time. You walked to your seat and you sat down. Uh, these fucking people who won show up late. Like, the movie is started. The theater is dark. And these people have to turn on the flashlights on their cell phones to get to their seats. It's preposterous. Uh, anyway, that's enough out of me. I think you guys are here for some spooky songs. You're here for some Halloween mood-setting music. And I've got good news for you. The Needless Things musical crew, which I have no name for, is here to give you a fun time to carry uh, carry you throughout the rest of the Halloween season. So sit back, grab yourself an Ace Pumpkin Cider, my personal favorite beverage of all time, and enjoy Return of Dead Man's Playlist. Spooky time on the Needless Things podcast, and our spooky musical experts are here to create another Dead Man's playlist. This year, it is Return of Dead Man's playlist. So, welcome back to the show, Elizabeth Bethery. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Noel, don't go in the wood.
0: uh, 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 hi
1: and the glow mania world champion bob the bloody buzzsaw burke i'm stealing that now i'm gonna use that this year now i like that you keep them (laughs) all make all the t-shirts you want put them up on pro wrestling tees. not a bad idea uh we're we're back once again for more halloweeny songs uh Some songs will make you laugh. Some songs will probably make you cry. Those will be Beth's songs. And everything else is going to be great for a Halloween party. (laughs) So uh, we're switching up the rotation this year. Let me get down to the bottom of my list. Well, first of all, you know what? Before we even get started with that, how's everybody's Halloween season going so far? We're, We're a little... We're in a little better shape than we were last year as far as being able to actually do things, even if it's just go to like spirit or something like that. Uh how, how are you guys' Halloween's coming along?
0: There uh, it's really not.
1: So
2: many costume choices, <laughs> so few parties.
0: Uh yeah, right. I, I did all my my spirit shopping before Dragon Con this year, so I haven't been back since uh since post DragonCon.
1: Isn't that nice though that it opens up right before Dragon Con? So if you get got oh, little last minute bits or pieces you need to get, it's there.
0: It's an absolute
1: lifesaver. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have been having a goddamn blast since September. Well, you look like the viewers can't see this, or the listeners can't see this, but uh you you are pumpkined out, you're jack-o' lanterned out, you've got the shirt, you've got the uh, your little prop buddy in the back there, which looks like the Halloween pumpkin. It is. It's a that's, tiny
3: little mini version I'm going to use for my uh, display in Monster Mania in a few weeks. That's nice. beautiful. And I don't I use... It. This is a foam pumpkin. I don't use candles. I put glow sticks in them. This will last all night.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. That's great. great.
3: But um, every weekend, I go out to a haunt. I do things every single weekend. I try to do something Halloween-related one way or another. I try to find all the little odd offbeat like Halloween stores. That's not spirit. And uh, I will travel up to two hours away for anything like that i just i make a whole like excursion out of it
1: that's beautiful i'm I'm bummed out because this year all we've got locally or or all that i've seen anyway in metro atlanta is spirit we don't have halloween express we don't have halloween city like they didn't they kind of didn't bother with those this year uh but we did go out to the buford corn maze on saturday and Anybody following me on Instagram wouldn't know this because there was nothing worth taking a picture of. It is literally a corn maze. <laughs> like that sucks. I, what I, were you it, expecting? I I was expecting a seasonal treat, a jack-o'-lanterns, little bullshit Halloween store to buy like crappy local decorations from. Scary uh,
0: children to jump out and try to stab you.
1: Anything. Anything. Now, to be fair. My parents were in town, so we kind of had to wrap the whole day up by 6 p.m. because they're very old. And there is a haunted forest there that opens up at dusk. So maybe the haunted forest is just like the bomb, and I'll never know it. But if you go during the day, like I I thought there'd be little booths with like... Booths. (laughs) Booths. Exactly. (laughs) Nothing. No, they weren't booths. There was just a booth and it had like a fucking tractor in it like that was did you want
2: to buy some crafts
1: yes who doesn't want to go to to a a seasonal halloweeny event thing and buy some kind of crummy ceramic pumpkin to bring home and put in a box
0: for most of the year uh (laughs) my wife did just buy us a Chameleon, so that's kind of Halloweenish.
1: Yeah, I saw that. That's yeah, uh, that's yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah, we've we've acquired uh, adding animals to our collection. We've acquired a crawfish and a and a, uh, a and two what a crawfish? Yes, a crawfish for our aquarium. Are you and, raising
1: uh, it to
2: eat? I was going to ask if you <laughs> named him Mister Pinchy.
0: Uh, his, his name is apparently uh, Carl, I believe. I think that's what Luke named him. Well, all right. yes. So yeah, I guess the chameleon is a is kind of a Halloweenish edition.
1: Well, I like that you're keeping the sea uh The chameleon cannot also be Carl. No, it have to be Craig the chameleon, his, or perhaps his name Karma is chameleon.
0: His, his name is Boy George. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's as it should be. Exactly. Beth, anything going on? Any exciting Halloween activities?
2: Well, uh, I, I hadn't planned it this way, but apparently, I'm going to be doing some podcasts coming up soon about. Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Nice. Who, that's awesome. Who knew? I I didn't even think I was the expert. But <laughs> As everybody I,
1: knows, Freddy Krueger is your favorite.
2: Well, I mean, I do like those movies, but I, all I did was mention how Dream Warriors is the jam, and uh, that got me onto some other people's podcasts, so I will post links when those go up, if well, and excellent. when they go up.
3: Well, oh, hey, just- real, real quick, to put you in the spot that's such a fan, what is your... Most favorite and least favorite of the series, not counting the remake, the, the original Robert England, seven movies, eight movies.
2: Well, Dream Warriors, of course, is number one, but I just watched uh, two again last night and. Man, that's actually way better than I remember it when I was a kid. Two is phenomenal. I love two. Two was the first I, one that I saw. I don't but remember I, how old I was when I saw two, but it, I it was so, the same thing as Halloween Three. When you're yes. pissed off that it's it's not Michael Myers. That was me when I first saw two. And I was like, wait, no, this is actually really good. And shame on that writer for saying that there was no gay subtext for so many years.
1: Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> preposterous. Right. Um,
2: you
3: know, what's really funny, though, is I never noticed any of that in the movie until it was like. I, I didn't notice it till I rewatched out. it. Like, I From didn't notice it when I was a kid. It, yeah, like when, when you know to look for it, of course, you notice it now. But I like I never did until it was like it became a bank
1: no no i didn't well i honestly i don't know that i did until i actually met um oh gosh what is is it mark mark mark, mark Patton. mark yeah. Patton. he was at the first days of the dead uh convention here which by the way is still the best horror convention i've ever been to uh gotta
3: get you at the jersey dave he was eh, oh he dude I, I want year. to
1: i want to so bad i i there's so much stuff in the new york new jersey area i want to get up there for um but yeah, Mark Patton was at Days of the Dead and that was when he he did uh he had a book that he was selling, uh Jesse's Journals. He had he and he was so nice, he was so cool. Um But yeah, I I love Part 2. But, There's actually me, a
2: documentary now
1: that he yes, did. Yes. And it's I on, just... I think it's on Shutter. It is. I started
2: okay. it last night, but it, I, I ran out of time before I had to go to bed. But it, it seems really interesting.
3: It is pretty good. So, all right. So, what's your least favorite then of all the Freddy movies? And we'll go up to Freddy versus Jason, because that's in like the same continuity. Uh, probably the remake, honestly. No, not counting the remake. Only oh, the not counting. Michael. Not counting the remake. Okay. That movie does not count.
1: That movie doesn't count as anything. No, it's it doesn't even awful. exist. It's it's not one that I watch even out of just like obligation of, oh, I've watched them all. I guess I'll watch that. I just won't watch it. It's trash. Yeah, I agree. Maybe
2: might be six. Freddy's dead. Yeah, I think that's the one that I just can't stand.
1: That's my pick too. Roseanne yeah. and Tom, uh just everything about it is Freddy's, actually, de- Freddy's dead. Five
3: is- five is worse than six for me. Oh,
1: well, that's really? one of
3: the, <laughs>
1: that I mean, one that I'm good. going to be on a
3: podcast about.
1: It's not good, but, but it's, to me Freddy's Dead is the one where cuz it had been getting campier and goofier as the series yeah. went along and Freddy's Dead is the one where it just turns into a a, a comedy. It's just a yeah. clown show and I I, I just it, I it's almost to the point where I I wouldn't bother watching it, but it's not quite there. But it's usually it's one of those that when I put it in I'm like, "Ugh, I know I don't like this one." And then I put it in and it's it's worse than I remember but it's kind of like pizza like even bad Robert England is still pretty good. True.
0: I know I did not like New Nightmare the first time I saw it but I, a second rewatch I really enjoyed it. It and doesn't hold sense. up today
1: though. New Nightmare doesn't? It
3: does oh, not. No, the, the effects <laughs> are atrocious to look at. It's it, to me it just doesn't hold up at all. Oh, that yeah, wow. was the mid 90s. Wow. Yeah, I
1: uh-huh. don't I don't see that at all. I'm well, I mean, uh-uh. CGI and you have to put on your 90s CG.
3: Yeah. But I mean, other movies it. from the era look a lot better than that did. It's just that one just didn't hold up. I mean, I, I feel like people love it more out of the nostalgia for like for Wes Craven and to have Heather Lincoln camp back, to have Robert in it, and John Saxon's in it. So well, I think it has a lot of nostalgia behind it. And Freddie looks amazing.
1: To me, it's not part of the series. It's, no, not at all. It's, it's a meta, Yeah. But but I do love it. I do love it. All right. Well, we got to move on and talk about some music and this time in our rotation
0: Noel will be kicking things off all righty well we're going to go back to a simpler time if anybody was around during the early 80s as most of the people who are sitting in on this uh, podcast were uh, all of them, <laughs> there was a fellow by the name of michael jackson and he was on top of the world um obviously uh, he had a big album called thriller and uh He had a couple big hits off of that and a guy came along and decided to parody one of those big hits and of course that man is weird al yankovic um he parodied the song beat it which became eat it but he goes a little bit further than that so for my first pick tonight there's a homicidal maniac who finds a cub scout troop and he hacks up two or three in every scene
1: The secret ending to your friends. Don't spoil the big surprise. You won't believe your eyes when you see Nature Trail to Hell. Nature Trail to Hell. Nature Trail to Hell.
2: hell
0: From 1984, Weird Al Yankovic Nature Trail to Hell. So, yes, this is the uh, this is the song that gave the album in 3D its title. It is the the final song. It is an epic song at the very end of the N3D album. Uh, it obviously it's not a direct parody of the song Thriller, but it definitely rides the wave of Thriller um, in being this kind of like giant over the top larger than life song about, you know, a, a horror theme. And really what it is, if you've never heard the song, it is a fake trailer for a movie that does not and really should not ever exist. Because the plot of the movie is that there is a homicidal maniac who finds a Cub Scout troop, and he hacks up two or three in every scene. Uh, That is the premise of the movie. We don't know anything really else about the movie, but I guess that we just follow around this guy who's chopping up Cub Scouts for uh, for two hours or more. Um, And of course, this... uh, has some amazing sound effects. There's chilling screams, uh, you know, great, just spooky, you know, background music and everything. And of course they tie in with the whole satanic panic thing, because at one point there's a backwards mask message that uh, says Satan loves cheese whiz. If you play it backwards,
3: <laughs> I would so, watch yeah. the shit out of this movie. My God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've watched way yeah. worse.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, But uh, you know, as, as, as weird Al does say, what have you got to lose? If you like the six o'clock news, then you'll love Nature Trail to Hell in 3D. <laughs> my probably my favorite song from this album, and probably my favorite song that Weird Al Yankovic did for his first like three albums, probably. It wasn't probably until Dare to Be Stupid came along that I found anything that was even remotely close to this.
1: Well, and it's this is the one, and granted, this was only his second album?
0: Yeah, second full-length album. And really, the first album it felt like a coherent album. Uh, yes,
1: yes. Because uh, Weird Al, the self-titled album, was essentially just a collection of things he'd already done. Right. Uh, but this sort of established that last epic track that would appear on so many of his albums.
0: Biggest Ball of Twine, Albuquerque, Genius in France, all were the big... Right big uh, finale songs
1: this set the stage for that big closing act so to speak uh but yeah i love this song this is not my favorite spooky weird al song i'll keep that Mm. one in my pocket for a later (laughs) date uh but it is fantastic to me it was always basically making fun of the friday the third friday the 13th movies right um and and it's it, it is it's perfect it's it's weird al Singing about a made-up horror movie. I mean, it, it 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 hits all the right buttons for me, and it's perfectly executed. Uh, it's it's been in my Halloween playlist as long as I've had a Halloween playlist. It's fantastic. You know
3: what I got from this song? If you take the lyrics out and just leave the music in, it sounds like it'd be the music that would accompany like the wacky character in a horror movie, like Shelly and Friday, th- <laughs> like Friday Part Three, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. or like the two eight yeah. cops in Halloween Five. Like the music is totally that kind of
0: music. You're right you're right well and this is really when he, he first got his band together to play songs Because so a lot of the stuff in the first album was him and his accordion or you know very minimalistic uh musical arrangements so, somebody playing
1: the, percussion on his accordion case
0: right <laughs> but when this album came out the band that he has been playing with and touring with for now nearly 40 years first came together and they've been you know doing all this since then and they're Really, uh, under one of the most underrated musical bands that there really is on this planet is Weird Al Yankovic's band.
1: Yeah, I'm still kicking myself. Um, I, I took my son to see uh, the Self-Indulgent tour
0: mm-hmm.
1: that had a much longer title than that, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and his guitarist, whose name I cannot remember right now...
0: Bermuda Schwartz. Or okay, he's the... It? No. Okay. Now I'm getting. My
1: no, it's to... um, it's the other. It's uh, I can't remember. But anyway, his guitarist has a, another band that he tours with and does shows in the town while they're in town. So he did a show here, and and we just weren't able to go because I was actually working that whole weekend, and and we ended up being out till like one in the morning because we did the signing afterwards. So it was it was kind of a late night anyway. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they're. I mean, they're all incredible musicians because you got to think about all of the different styles that they adapt to and and successfully recreate it's amazing Beth any thoughts about Nature Trail to Hell uh
2: just that I knew that this was a song that Noel was picking when we were talking about it and he said oh all of my songs could be on a Dr. Demento playlist and I said oh <laughs> I
0: know exactly one,
2: what you're talking about.
0: At, at one point in my early list, I was like, there's a little too much Dr. Demento on this. I'm gonna need to make do something a little bit more serious you at some th- point.
2: You thought you were going too hard, but this was the yeah. first song that came to mind when you said Dr. Demento
0: playlist And this was this was always gonna be the first one on my list this year. And it's there there was no way I was gonna cut it for anything.
1: A hundred percent approve. Excellent way to kick things off. And uh now it is time to move on. Bob What is your First pick This year I'm gonna, I'm gonna
3: take us Down a darker path With a Halloween icon And uh, My first song Is this There's a black horse Waiting Will we be on time The That was Merciful Fate, Legend of the Headless Rider.
1: Yes. There's,
3: so first of all, there's not enough songs about the Headless Horseman. There's really not enough representation of the Headless Horseman for Halloween at all. You got the amazing Disney movie. You obviously got the book, the um, the Johnny Depp movie. But there's not a ton out there for such an iconic character. And uh, to me, this song embodies what the whole legend of the Headless Horseman really is. So this is from Merciful Fate, some amazing comeback album, In the Shadows, where pretty much any song from that album could have been on this list and um this has always been a standout for me
1: yeah this is well there's so much from merciful fate and from king diamond that you could throw on one of these lists oh yeah uh, but this one you're right this is because of the subject matter it is exactly the right amount of spooky because a lot of the songs would just be like, well, this one's about a a ghost who murders people. Well, sure. Of course, but specifically to be about the headless horseman, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, it's an awesome song and it's a perfect pick to go along with this. And, and, but again, King diamond, kind of the King of Halloween. I mean, well, okay. If you can only listen to one during the Halloween season, would it be King Diamond or Alice Cooper? Alice, 100%. <laughs> yeah.
3: King, don't get me wrong. King Diamond is great, but a lot of his stuff gets more into, like, the realm of, like, if you go, like, to them in conspiracy, it's more, like, ghosts and stuff. And his newer stuff, I'm not a fan of at all.
1: And Well, and there's a lot of storytelling as opposed to just, like, party. Because Alice Cooper, like, is theatrical and, and everything as Alice Cooper gets. There's always that party element. Especially yeah. to his themes, like Halloween themed stuff.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're just like by yourself, King Diamond's great. If yeah. You want to get yourself in the Halloween mood. But like, if you want to kill a
1: party, like- put on Abigail. Yo, oh,
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Done. 100%. <laughs> Guys, any, uh, any more thoughts about Merciful Fate? I know you're probably both huge experts.
0: <laughs> I, I noted that this is a. Uh, it's a very long song with several false finishes. and Yeah, uh, it, is, it, is, it
3: is a long one. I'm sorry about
2: like,
1: that. It's it, I, I a very it's, long one. It's the AEW main event of Halloween songs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I um, it, It's not my style, but I, I did appreciate the lyrics. I at least listened to it and, and paid attention to the lyrics. So even though it's not
3: my bag, I, I, do I hope you guys made it. it to the end of the song, at least the very end, like the shock ending of the song.
0: I, don't I did, but it's been like three weeks, so now I'm, yeah. I'd have to. Uh,
3: the end of the song, basically, the so the head of sportsman is chasing the singer down, and in the end, he catches him, and you hear this this disgusting, like smush kind of sound. Sh- you- I would call
1: it slurping. Yeah,
3: there you go. I do. There you go. All that's that's, that's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> it's, it's, a, he, um, it's a
1: heavy slurp. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty gross. And he, <laughs> it, it turns out that he gets he gets the guy's head, and he says, um, "I hear his laughter in the distance. Actually, it's my laughter. He stole my head."
1: well we are going to move on it is time for my first pick this year uh in in 2009 i had my first experience with the band that created this incredible halloween song That is midnight spook show by the legendary Calabrese or, or as if you go back and listen, uh, to hang on, I've got this in my notes. Uh, oh gosh, this is wild. Uh, episode nine of the needless things podcast. You can hear my interview with the brothers calibrezzi uh, as they jokingly said, uh, calabrese is a band from the west coast who are from day one out of the gate absolutely incredible and midnight spook show was the very first song i heard from them and it is the perfect song to open up any halloween playlist or cd or whatever the case may be uh I met him at Dragon Con in 2009, Uh, talked to Bobby just a little bit, just the nicest guy in the world. And I found this on, because at the time, I wasn't staying at Dragon Con yet. I would go down and hang out all day and then come back home. So I didn't actually get to see them that year. Uh, And I didn't buy anything that year. But in putting together, like trying to find Halloween songs, After Dragon Con using, I think, Frostwire, I found uh, Midnight Spook Show. And I was like, oh, Calibries! that's that band that was just at Dragon Con. And as soon as this song started playing, I was like, fuck, I wish I'd stayed and watched them because this song is incredible. went to their website, ordered everything that they had available at the time. but th- this is the one that hooked me in, and it's it's just it's awesome. I, I think it's a perfect song.
3: Yeah, I've never heard this before until you you know shared it. I never heard this or heard of this band, but I definitely uh, dig the sound to the point where I do want to order the CD. Um, the vibe I got from this is like I can I can take this song and picture it as like the intro to like an Elvira type of show, kind of like someone like that, like like a horror host type show. Perfect theme song for someone like that.
0: I just sounds like I mean this could have come out of the Misfits catalog, but with much better production values. Uh it's just a lot of a a lot of fun, very quick, you know. It's this would actually be a really good song, I think, to kick off like this playlist rather than the five and a half minute epic that I threw out to begin (laughs) with. But you know, a nice short grab your attention, you know, fun. Spooky song to kick us off.
1: Well, when when we put these up on Spotify, which you can follow Needless Things on Spotify, uh, everyone everyone can feel free to shuffle these however they like. <laughs> <laughs> Beth, how did this one hit you?
2: I, I actually, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan, but I do like them and, and I liked this song. I don't think I'd heard it before, so I've discovered something new.
1: I think what blew me away about these guys is this song. Now, this version is from their first full-length album, uh, which think about that. This song, as great as it sounds, is from their first album. This is an independent band. This isn't some like big label band. Uh, but the original version of this song came from an EP uh, that they put out. And then they re-recorded it and put it on this album. So, I mean, from the start, this is what these guys sounded like. It's it's phenomenal. And they have only gotten better since then. And I believe they're in the studio working on a new album now. But if you have not listened to Calabrese, I, I cannot recommend them strongly enough. They're awesome. All right. I should have put my notes in a different order. <laughs> Beth, wrap up round one. You were just trying
2: to find a way to skip me, weren't you? I really was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for my first pick, I went with a, I guess, goth classic. I mean, I could have gone classic or lure, but uh, <laughs> this is this is one of my favorite songs of, of the genre, I guess. And uh, that song is... Under the blue moon, I saw you. So soon you'll take me Up in your arms too late to beg you Or cancel it though bunny men the killing moon so in picking songs for this year i actually went to people at home can't see this but this is an old-fashionedy ipod that still works and it took me 20 minutes to figure out how to use it again (laughs) but figure it out i did and i can't believe we used to listen to music this way like why is why isn't everything streaming why do I, I have to plug something in to put music on it?
1: I wish I still had my Zune. I loved that thing. And I do ha- I do still have a little portable media player that's just for media because I, I don't like stream. I need my music. I don't like streaming it.
3: I still use an iPod. So what? Uh,
2: well, I got a little mine, Kermit the Frog speaker. It sits in. Mine still Beautiful. works and I still have the stereo that plays it. So that's why, that's why awesome. I haven't gotten rid of it. But uh one of my favorite songs on my goth talk playlist
1: <laughs> <laughs> is this echo
2: in the bunny men song. Now I know, Dave, that you do not like Donnie Darko, but this song was very popularized by being featured heavily in Donnie Darko. It was a great song before that. It just kind of repopularized it.
1: And there's nothing wrong with, with like I don't I love it when some old classic thing is has attention brought to it by well i mean think about like wayne's world and bohemian rhapsody think about what that did for queen like that kind of stuff is valuable like i think that's great when a creator is able to sort of pull something else and and bring it along for the successful ride i guess
2: but it's it's a beautiful song honestly it's got a great opening guitar riff it's got strings it's beautifully arranged it's got this very I, I don't know musical terms you're talking to the wrong member of the household for that but it's got this very kind of broad rich
3: sound to it
2: very but lush. I, I guess I,
3: yes I got a lot of like atmosphere out of the song it's it I've it, like it, I, it wouldn't be good at like a Halloween party no but it's good atmosphere like background kind of halloween type vibe it definitely has as a a good like vibe to it though
1: i i'm actually gonna say it would be good at a party because you do you can't have a hundred percent energy all the time now now not for like a big ballroom like rave type party but if like a house party you want to have those sort of lulls where there are two or three songs in a row that kind of bring it down a little bit. And then you ease back into the high energy stuff. I think this is perfect for like mid playlist stuff.
0: Well, and this isn't like a super slow song. It's a mid tempo. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's fairly upbeat for what it is. It's not a, it's not a party rocker upbeat um, for I've, what it is.
2: I've seen people dance to it at the chamber. That's all. I'm oh saying. yes.
0: I've, I've seen well, and have danced to this song many times in my anything. life my depressed commode that's true
3: so real, real quick to kind of pull back the curtain for everyone listening like we, we had like a group chat that we you know we we share the songs and everything and when beth shared this i asked how like i knew this song from somewhere it was not donnie darken oh yeah I, did you figure it out yes and it's the stupidest goddamn thing too it was <laughs> in an episode of
1: titans oh wow yeah Crazy. huh I, was it one? Was it one of the ones that like played over the end of the show or something? Yes. Okay. Okay.
3: I forget what episode. Like something big and dramatic happened, like, like the end of every episode of Titans does. Oh, yeah, and like, yeah. And it just Which, it by the played way, Titans, during whatever that was. I I can't Titans remember what episode, but that's good that's where show. it was. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty badass.
1: It may not be the Teen Titans you want, but it's the Titans we deserve. Uh, yeah. I, is, when I when I saw the title of this it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I, I wasn't familiar. I, I I don't, I couldn't put a finger on what I thought it was going to be, but I was like, Oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm familiar with this song. And then it started playing and I was
0: like, I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is one. So you- um, when I, as as I mentioned before, I I host trivia and I my favorite one of my favorite nights to host is right before Halloween and I put together a list of songs. This is one that always makes it into my Halloween trivia playlist and there's one that people are like, oh yes, I love this song. I haven't heard this in so long. Every time I play it, and I'm not even a huge Echo and the Bunny Man fan. This is probably my favorite of their songs. Like a lot of their stuff, I could just live without, but every time I, I hear agree. this one, I'm I'm cranking it.
2: So, Dave, you saw that I posted my first
1: song, and you just assumed it was going to be a, a, a mood killer, a room killer. I mean, I'm I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying it goes in the middle. <laughs> okay. When 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 everybody's like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom or refill my <laughs> beverage or something. Or
2: Look, call the suicide I, hotline. I, I hold back my saddest <laughs> stuff from you. It's I could got go a soul- Nick
3: so much darker. <laughs>
1: it's Nick not a Nick Cave, Cave murder ballad. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> His
3: saddest song is going to be a potential future
1: episode. No. <laughs> no. I couldn't handle it. Good Lord. All right. Well, it is time now to kick off our second round. Noel, what have you got for us?
0: Well... I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do exactly what you're just saying, like right in the middle of that house party. You need to kind of have a nice little little break where there's some good mid-tempo stuff. And in the words of Kyle Broflovsky, Disintegration is the best album ever. (laughs) So for my second pick from 1989. This is the Cure's Lullaby, which was the second single released off of, or third single released off of the album. Uh, not a big hit in the U.S. Was their biggest charting hit ever in their native uh, U.K. Uh, and uh, yes, it's it's not one that you would necessarily think of as a, as a big dance song, but this was a number one dance song in the U.K. This is a a, a club staple over there. Um, you got your, you know, song about uh, the Spider Man having you for dinner tonight. And while Disintegration is a great album, and I don't know if there's anything else in the album that really qualifies as being spooky, I would say something like Prayers for Rain is really kind of dark because it's about essentially being buried to death mm-hmm. um but this is definitely the most being buried to death we will just just be buried alive and praying for rain so that you no i prefer buried to death, buried to <laughs> death I, sounds I like,
2: way darker
0: yeah i like this <laughs> new term this is good <laughs> but yeah this is this is by by far i'd say the the most halloween fitting song and the entire cure repertoire because it's it's literally about a spider man or it could be about drug addiction or something i don't know i'm not looking into deep meanings in the video robert smith is being stalked by a spider man and is later being swallowed by a uh, giant pillows now, that now are covered want, in mucus we want to, clarify, weird.
1: <laughs> we want oh, to yeah. clarify that <laughs> when noel says spider man he does not mean Spider Man, Spider like Spider Man's not following Robert Smith around in this video. It is a literal Spider Man. Well, he is played in my by head Robert now. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this was uh, this was a song. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right.
0: I I know, I know I got some backup with Beth on this one.
1: I of course you do. There's some little bits and pieces of the cure that I enjoy. Uh th- this is fine. I, I wouldn't have uh I probably wouldn't have put it on here, but that's why there are four of us and not just me, because that would be boring. Actually it'd be really exciting, but
3: <laughs> for you oh, well, we all can't pick Mariah Carey for every song. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I wish Mariah Carey would do a <laughs> Halloween album. Oh Good my Lord. gosh, my day would be made. That shit is scary enough as it is. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got I've got a quick intermission here uh, because I wanted to do a little tribute to Beth and Noel's picks. Uh, so I dug into uh, darktalk.com, and I, I feel like I found a little something to <laughs> kind of pay tribute to what you guys have chosen here. Uh, this is Goth Pants by Dreary Raventhorne. <laughs> Life is pain, and then you die. On my plinth I lay and cry. Eyeliner! Eyeliner! Do my poems move you? Does the darkness soothe you? Skinny jeans of blackest denim, whitest jinkos, pale legs in them. I am beyond pain, but it is my home. Nevermore!
0: Thank you. All right there. You're going to go burn down the hot topic now. I yes. for
3: one am very moved, Dave. That was nice. Thank you. <laughs> it
1: touched me in places, I'm going to tell you.
3: Uh, I mean, I would say that
2: I wrote better sad poetry when I was 14, but I'm sure we all think <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> We're not here to judge the the contents of of darktalk.com. <laughs> We're here at a Halloween party, uh, Bob. What What is your next pick?
3: Fuck! I got to bring this back up a little bit. So we're gonna hit it off with a rocker. We're gonna hit it with one of the one of the maddest men in all of rock and roll. My next pick is this. Buck up the moon. <laughs> Ozzy with Bark at the Moon. Now I love the song. The song's a rocker, it's awesome. It's great live. I wish the rest of the album rocked as hard as this song. The album kind of sucks. Right. But really what I what I what I brought this up for more is the video than the song. Any party in like any kind of like like club I've ever gone to always plays this video. Even if they don't play the music, the video's always on. It's probably one of the most epic music videos of all time and it's Ozzy kind of chasing himself as a
1: werewolf, yeah, I I freaking love this song. I lo- and you're right about Ozzy. Like, what a what a weird collection of music he has. Because it's like the most awesome rock and roll bangers, and then just milk a toast in the middle of the road. It, it's That's the,
3: this whole album so is weird. Minus this song. Well, I mean, it's, one it's, of his, it's whole,
1: his whole solo career, though. He would have like. Maybe two or three really, really good songs on each album, and then everything else was just kind of mush, white noise, almost.
3: True. I guess I, what I what I more wanted to talk about too, aside from the video, is this might be one of the greatest practical effects werewolves ever created. I mean, like ever in movies. Period. When a, when a lot of movies like do like a practical effects werewolf, you can't necessarily tell. Who the person is, you see more the monster than the man. Um, but this one, like you look at, it, you know that's Ozzy Osbourne as a werewolf. He never loses the identity of being Ozzy, and it just stands out as such like a horrific visual to me that it just it deserves like a, a spot on this playlist, hundred percent.
0: I mean, second only maybe to Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that it doesn't get much better than, than, than that. Let's be honest, Scott Howard's a badass. I'm I'm trying to look up who did because i feel like i remember seeing uh like a behind the scenes thing on mtv when i was a kid about the making of this video and i'm trying to look up who did the effects and who yeah, made I, it. i
3: couldn't i couldn't find it either. i did look yeah i couldn't I find can't, that um, i can't
1: find how bizarre is that because it I'll is tell you one thing i'd pretty love remarkable. to know
3: this this is like right in like the height of like ozzy's like decadence this is when he's, you know, like like drinking Motley Crue's piss and stuff. Like, this right, is all this right. era. Like, I would love to know his condition when putting this stuff on him. Because especially back when this process was hours long.
1: Yeah, this would have been like 10 hours in a chair.
3: Yeah. So the, what was Ozzy's condition? Was he just so intoxicated he just passed out and they just did whatever they wanted to him? Did he actually stay straight and sober for a day to let them do this? That is what I really need to know about this. More than anything else.
1: Yeah, this is eighty three, and what's well, what's funny about this, and this is something that struck me. You know, the album cover, what he looks like there, doesn't look anything like what he looks like in the video.
3: No, so we had to do it at least twice, at least. And
1: the I have uh, Art Asylum released a big like eighteen inch figure. Yeah, with fur. Oh, and it's more white than it werewolf. is. This like, werewolf, yeah, it's it, it seems lighter. But when you squeeze it, it plays a little bit of the song. It's it's phenomenal. I've still got one mint in box because it seemed like something that I don't know what. I'm not a mint in box guy, but that seemed like something that I just. Yeah, because the box is incredible. Uh,
3: McFarlane did a figure too, kind of when they were pumping out like music figures every other month. They, They didn't. Their second Ozzy figure was the
1: the Demo version and it is phenomenal. Yeah, because the first one they did was that came with like the church windows and the, bats yeah, it was just and awesome. the doves and all yep. the stuff. Um I can't find anything about that. I, we're we're biting time while I try and find something about this video. And it's wild. I can't find anything.
3: And it kind of gives uh, me like an old like hammer movie kind of feel to it to a little bit, which I really appreciated. It, the way yeah, well, the video kind of does. set up.
1: Yeah. And and that's appreciated because everything that you see is, is universal monsters influence, but Ozzy, you know, being from England is, is going to have more of that hammer influence. It makes sense, but like, it's a great video. It's a great song, everything about it. Like this is, this is ultimate Halloween rock stuff. I love it.
0: Are you looking at the sad people? Yes. What
1: do you think of this?
0: (laughs) I love, no, I love, the song I was, you know, I was not a huge Ozzy fan solo ever in my life. But uh, this was one, even when I was, you know, growing up, was uh, always a favorite of mine. Of course, Ozzy Osborne was kind of, you know, he was very taboo when I was, you know, in oh sure, what third grade when this would have come out, you know, it was, it was we all we only knew of Ozzy because of all the urban legends about what Ozzy did on stage, and you know, we would never a- ask our parents to buy us an Ozzy record um but man if i saw this video on mtv i was going to make sure my mom and dad weren't watching and i was going to watch it very intently
1: i remember uh because he would he would pop up on mtv from time to time he did he was big on interviews like he was you would almost see him just talking more often than you would see his actual videos it seemed like sometimes (laughs) but i remember uh in the uh, Bloom County comic strips uh, in the Billy and the Boingers era, or excuse me, the death tongue era. Yes. uh, Berkeley brethren depicted Ozzy Osbourne uh, a few times and was always very amusing. And and it was the sort of tired, sad Ozzy more so than the rock star (laughs) Ozzy. Uh, All right. Bark at the moon. Excellent choice it's my turn once again and this one took me by surprise everybody know i'm a motherfucking monster
0: i'ma need to see your fucking hands at the concert i'ma need to see your fucking hands Squatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin, Ghoul, a zombie with no conscience.
1: Question, what do these things all have in common? Everybody knows I'm a motherfucking monster. Conquer, stop your, stop your silly nonsense, nonsense. None of you niggas know where the swamp is. None of you niggas have seen the connish that I've seen. I still can things scream in my dreams. Murder, murder, and black convertible. That was Monster by Kanye West. Featuring Jay Z, Rick Ross, Nicki Minaj, and Justin Vernon of Bon Iver.
0: Bon Iver. Okay. I
2: was very surprised when you posted this. Yes, I, was
0: I was very was surprised. <laughs> uh,
1: I really don't know anything about Kanye West other than most people think he's kind of a douchebag. Uh, yeah, I've his his era came along after I was really a, like following mainstream hip hop because i love rap music i love hip hop but i i just you know as we age things just don't hit us like they used to and i really just wasn't even that aware i mean obviously everybody knows who kanye west is but aside from basically his his music that would be used in movie trailers i just wasn't that aware of him uh, or aware of his music and I was decorating the house a couple weeks ago. And normally speaking of portable music players, normally I'll have my little MP3 player in my pocket playing my Halloween playlist. And I wouldn't last time I loaded music onto it. I fucked something up. I don't know what I did. It wouldn't play. Uh, so I went to prime streaming and searched up a Halloween playlist And this was like the second song, and I didn't know what it was because it's my phone's in my pocket and I'm hanging up lights and stuff. And I had to stop. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is awesome. And I just stood there. I stopped what I was doing and just listened to the whole song. I pulled my phone out and I was like, okay, Monster Kanye West. I've got to add this. I've got to, I bought it on the spot, bought this one track. It blew my mind how good it was. And especially, and again, somebody who—it's a name that I know, but I'm just not that familiar with their work. But Nicki Minaj's verses are unbelievable—the way she hops between characters. Uh, but the song, there, there are really two kinds of Halloween songs to me. There are songs that are outright Halloween songs like the stuff you find on Halloween Hootenanny and like Monster Mash and The Blob and like that kind of stuff. And then there are songs that are are really pop music that have overtones that are so good that we can add into our Halloween playlists. And this one is that because it's it's about ego, it's about biz it's about the hip hop business, it's about who, how you have to be in the hip hop business. But there are direct references to horror themes in this, and it, and it just blew me away. Uh, it, it's so good. The production is incredible. Everybody's verses are incredible, uh, it, and and it, I just had even though it, I think I heard it like three days before we made our picks. I <laughs> I had to put it on here. It's so it's such a good song. And it, it's great. It just again, just a great playlist song. So you guys, guys were already familiar with this, I'm guessing. No, no. I, oh, okay. I had not heard this until
2: you posted. I don't like Kanye. I don't like Jay Z. And I was like, what in the what the fuck is Dave doing? So <laughs> I I said, all right, let, let me figure out what the fuck Dave's doing and listen to this song and watch the video. At I'm not gonna lie, I actually kind of like Nicki Minaj sometimes. I know it's very out of character for me, but uh, it was actually a pretty good song. And I was really surprised. Cause I was like, what Dave listens to
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this this came at me out of nowhere.
0: Like I would you know, normally for a big song by a very popular hip hop artist, I'll pick it up. I'll download it. I'll have it available so I can play it when I'm doing public performances and stuff. And so Something like this that's apparently this was a huge hit, and I was never aware that this existed from from just completely
1: from 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, and somehow it just completely missed my radar. I didn't
2: even notice that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I was the same way, I was just like. I'm sure that once I hear it kick in, I'll recognize it. And I was like, I don't recognize this song. How is this possible with all these big names on it? And yeah, it was, I had the same reaction you did once I got to the, cause I was like, all right, this is good. This is good. And then when Nicki Minaj came along, I was like, all right, this just, this just hit a new level. It, so it, and I, and that's
1: exactly what it is. When she hits, it's it's already, it's already great. Like before it gets to her, it's already great. Like the beat is incredible. It's dark. It's weird. The production is awesome. But then when she hits, it just levels up so much.
3: So I have previously heard this song. Um, may I tell a story real fast? Please do. <laughs> so, last, so last year, obviously, we were in the midst of the height of pandemic. Sure. But um, I don't live far from Atlantic City. Atlantic City has been lawless this entire time. They do not give a <laughs> fuck. So last Halloween, Atlantic city hosted a party. I'm like, fuck it. It's Halloween. I'm going, whatever happens, happens. I'm it's going. it's the
1: Florida of the North. <laughs> oh, it's
3: worse. <laughs> it's amazing. Atlantic city is fucking lawless. It's great. <laughs> so I go to this party and they had to somewhat keep up with like COVID protocol. So the party was limited to 100 people. Wouldn't sound like it'd be that exciting, but it was, you know what? It's going to to dress up, drink and just go out. So I'm doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Last year, Anything would have been exciting.
3: Yeah, so this this was awesome. So I go and there's some there's some good costumes, there's some you know, some interesting. I was gold dusting the WWE.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember you put yeah. the pictures up.
3: I had a blast. Um yeah. so there were some good costumes. I would say roughly 50% of this party was just females looking for attention. Sure. So these three girls walk in, all dressed up like characters from Tiger King. One of the girls being just a tiger. (laughs) So you can tell these girls had some kind of ties to the adult entertainment industry. Let's just say that.
1: In Atlantic City, no. I I
3: was shocked, (laughs) as you are. This song comes on. The entire place surrounds them as they are doing what they're doing. Midway through, two gigantic security guards—I mean—bust people apart and physically remove them from from the party because of how wild they got. Oh wow! I ha- Listen, I have seen some shit in my day. I have done some shit in my day. I have never seen anything in person this close at a party with that many people. <laughs> you can. Everyone can use their imaginations, but um, it was. It was wild.
1: We'll be taking a brief intermission now. <laughs> Sponsored by Blue Chew.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I was like, I'm thrilled that I found this song. Uh it's 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 something different. It's something new. And that's that's what's so fun about this kind of stuff is you never know when you're finding or or telling somebody about something that they've never heard of before checking out a new song or adding something to their Halloween playlist. And this was one that I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked about It's So great. I've listened to it a dozen times since that first time it's incredible. All right, Beth, why don't you wrap up this round?
2: Well, I was pleasantly surprised to find that you were not horrified by my next pick, which is, you hear
3: laughter Cracking through the walls You send you spinning You have no choice You hear laughter Cracking through the walls a send you spinning You have no choice
2: Spellbound by Susie and the Banshees. I am a huge Susie and the Banshees fan, and honestly, it was really kind of hard to nail down which one of her songs I would pick because there are a great many songs that could qualify for Halloweeny or spooky, or you know, just the song Halloween
0: <laughs> would have worked fine. The most, the most obvious choice, but uh, yeah. I know, but
2: but I picked this one. It's and, and to defend all of my choices, Dave, I have danced to every one of these songs that I have picked. I know it can be done. Just because you choose not to <laughs> does, not mean, does not mean that they are not valid dance songs. And this is one that I have also danced to. Um, it is, again, something that could be described as very lush in sound. Uh, Budgie leans heavily on the toms. Uh, the video is nuts. If you've watched the video, Susie's dancing crazy—it's it's it's post-punk madness. It looks like what they wanted to do was have cats jumping, but instead they look like they were just throwing cats across the Uh, screen. They were
1: definitely just throwing cats. (laughs) It's hilarious. Like this is if if you were to watch this video without sound, you would just pee your pants laughing. (laughs) The, the visuals, but that's like, that's of the era. Like so much of this stuff, you know, these are independent artists who are making the music that they want to be making in, like you said, this weird post-punk era where they're starting to want to have more exotic visuals and do more interesting things with visual storytelling, but they also have no money. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So they just throw cats. Uh, they just but throw I, cats. Just throwing <laughs> but cats. I did not know until I looked further into this song. This song came out on my birthday. Oh. Just several years before I was born.
0: Sure. Sure. Or this no, didn't actually, come out before. Good, no, Jessica, This didn't did come before you were born.
2: Several years before I was old enough to appreciate it.
0: Say, uh, not to reveal your age, but. Uh, oh, no. I'm
2: <laughs> well old enough. <laughs> They started up when I was a tiny toddler, but uh, Susie and the Banshees has been around for a very, very, very long time. Yes. And if you're not into them now, what's wrong with you?
0: Well, there's so I, many I bands actually... that, were, that, that have been around for the last 40 years that are inspired by them. You, yeah.
1: I'll actually second that. And and the one of the reasons that out of all the, like, gothy, tragic music out there that I'm not a fan of, one of the reasons this... That Susie and the Banshees did penetrate my uh, punk rock weird exterior or whatever the fuck I am uh, is because Face to Face was featured in Batman Returns <laughs> that, that was actually on my short list that, well and that, it's like there, like you said, there are a lot of Susie and the banshee songs that could go on to this playlist very easily. but that's that's the one that I was like, well, I have to accept this because it's related to Batman, And from that point <laughs> on, pretty much everything that they did was cool with me. Uh, but yeah, this is this and and a number of other songs are are on my Halloween playlist. It is, I mean, you're talking to somebody who's a big Tori Amos fan, so when, well, when Susie when you is a female Susie the Banshees are.
0: When it comes down to it, Susie and the Banshees were a punk band that adopted kind of the goth thing and not really the other way around. So I can see being an old, you know, a big, a big fan of punk music that you would be oh, a little had more to open to that. them.
1: It, it was but, all about Batman.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, that makes much more sense. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. with Dave this, on this
3: one.
0: <laughs> this song, I will say, has some of my favorite guitar work ever uh John I've never known how to pronounce John Magotch or John Magoch the guitarist who came on right before the album Juju is probably one of the greatest rock guitarists that never gets any praise whatsoever because he's so creative um and this song with it's got like a very like loud quiet loud quiet dynamic um just just brilliant
2: I I'm a big fan of a early 80s jangly guitar I'm a
3: super sucker for that. <clears throat> this song's not quite in my wheelhouse, but I appreciate the, um, like the, like the the atmosphere the song creates. Yeah, very like I don't want to say like melancholy, but there's definitely like a like a bit of a heaviness to it, while still kind of being a little lighter in tone. If that makes sense, I don't know. It's it, I got I got a, a vibe from this song that I, I did like.
1: It 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 feels like being in like a magical forest or something while chewing five gum <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, Noel take us into round three
0: so all right so we're gonna start off round three and we're gonna make a little bit of a left turn I think on this one <laughs> so for my third song from 2007
3: oh man Trey look up at the sky it's a full moon on the Sabbath. This is
0: scary. Break it down. I was working late on my half tore when I heard a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it up and to my surprise, surprise, there was a werewolf standing there with glowing gold 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 eyes. He says, Tomorrow, my son, you will be a man. But tonight's the time to join the
1: wolfing clan. Clan.
0: Tomorrow, you
1: will stand at the beamer and pray. But tonight, let's gaze at the moon and bathe. Werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, scary.
2: Boys becoming men, men becoming wolf. Werewolf
0: bar mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolf. This is Werewolf Bar Mitzvah by. <laughs> I guess you can say it's by Tracy Jordan. Because uh, if you're not familiar with this song, and I, you, you did put a poll out right before we all revealed our answers to each other uh, on the Needless Things group on Facebook. And uh, one Ryan Cadaver threw up his choice for this one. I was like, no, you stole my thunder. Because uh-huh. I could not wait to get into this one. Uh, this was an eight second cutaway joke on an episode of 30 Rock from 2007.
1: By, by EGOT winner, Tracy Jordan.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, he... Uh, he put this out. It was, a, it was his Halloween novelty song. It was very similar to monster mash, <laughs> right? The joke went over so well that the producers, of the show basically got some folks together to do it, a, a full like three minute long version of this song. And because Tracy Morgan, who plays, of course, Tracy Jordan, wasn't really around to do it. Almost all the vocals on the full version are done by Donald Glover, who also, of course, was had a, a hand in producing uh, the full version of this song. So, uh, yeah, just the it was the idea of uh, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves, and that was really <laughs> the hook that made this joke <laughs> stick so well. Because apparently, there were a few different versions of it in the writers' room where they, you know, they had some some lines, but then one of the writers came with that line and threw it the, with the idea of a werewolf bar mitzvah, and it worked because obviously here it is 14 years later and I'm still listening to this every Halloween and really just throughout the year. If I hear it, I'm going to crank werewolf bar mitzvah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, uh, I did learn because it wasn't until years later that I realized it was Tracy. uh, It was uh, Donald Glover doing an amazing Tracy Morgan impression. So kudos to childish Gambino. The
1: only person that does a better Tracy Morgan impersonation is Alec Baldwin.
2: Oh my God! Yes, yeah, he really that knows. is
1: bizarre <laughs> to see. Uh, since, since we're here, real quick, I'm going to run down uh, the Needless Things podcast Facebook group. We we threw up a few weeks ago. What's your favorite spooky song? Uh, our our own Bob Burke threw out "Boogie in Your Butt" by Eddie Murphy. You've
3: never heard it? Find it. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's funny. It sadly resurfaced when Eddie got caught picking up the um
1: yeah yeah the lady
3: of the night kind of thing. Yes. Let's just leave it at that.
1: Yes, uh, as Noel mentioned, Ryan Kadaver chose Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Uh, Gary Mitchell chose Ludo: The Horror of Our Love. I don't know what that is. Uh, and Screaming Jay Hawkins, I put a spell on you. Excellent choice.
0: Yeah, hey, I uh, think that was uh, on last year's list. Uh,
1: yes, our buddy uh, Chris DiPetrillo, uh, whose name I'm always afraid I'm pronouncing wrong. Uh chose Rockwell. Somebody's watching me. Also on Classic. my short list. Top top five Halloween play. It's it's on. Uh if anybody doesn't have this, you need to get a copy of Now That's What I Call Halloween on vinyl. Put it on your record player and just listen to the whole thing. Yes, it is basic bitch Halloween through and through, but it's fantastic. Um, and there is a different mix of run dmc's ghostbusters from ghostbusters 2 that hits so much better than the regular version yeah you gotta have that album uh adam puitt uh misfits halloween sally smith eden uh lovecraft in brooklyn by something i can't see what the video she linked is uh, she also chose Concrete Blonde, Bloodletting, the Vampire Song. Fantastic. Uh, Robin Sparks, anything type O negative. Uh, and then our pal Kevin Slayfield put up the picture of the guy that looks like Carrie Elway's looking angry. So I don't know what that's supposed okay. to signify. I don't even know what, who is that guy people use it on Facebook. It's just this picture of this blonde guy that looks angry. I don't know it's, what this is.
0: I researched the meme at one point in time. It was, it was just, it was a guy in some sort of like video that was on. And I, it's been a couple of years since I even researched it, but yes, they wound up finding the guy a couple of years later because he realized, Oh, I'm in a meme. <laughs> <laughs> so moving
1: on. Oh, Bob, take it away.
3: Well, we're gonna go uh, take a different turn from Noel's last pick, which was great, but we're gonna kind of bring the mood back to the dance floor, as Papa would say. Get ready to, ha- to have your asses wobbled and your taints tickled with this pick. Yes. Was Ghost with Dance Macabre, one of my absolute favorite ghost songs. Something very unexpected from them, a lot more upbeat than what they're known for. This song is just so much fun, and it's even more fun live.
1: This is the song that because for years I had friends trying to get me into ghost, and I couldn't, I, I just didn't get it, I couldn't do it. The the his voice with the it just didn't work for me. And then the video for Rats came out, and it clicked. I got it, and I seeing him dancing around and and just Rats is a is another great song that's a little out of character for them. Yeah, and as soon as I saw that, I pre-ordered Prequel, the, the on vinyl with the extra seven inch, all the bonus shit because I had that much faith, like, I got to check this out. And then they released the video for Dance Macabre, and that was where I was 100% all in, love this band, have to have everything they do. I Want to Be With You in the Moonlight is... uh, It's just so good, right? I fucking love this song so so, much.
3: So the man behind the mask, uh, Tobias Forge, he loves, like, pop music and dance music and stuff. Like, he really loves that stuff. So for him to finally do one of these is something that he really wanted to do. And like it kind of didn't fit the vibe of like the other ghost albums. Yeah. But he was able to make it work for this one. Um live, the song is insane. Like, look, like um, look up a live clip of this song from a concert. The, the whole stage gets lit up with different colored lights, a disco ball comes out. Well, yeah, it turns the
1: place into a disco because I finally fortunately they came to Atlanta after Prequel came out, and and by that time. I had been able to familiarize myself enough with like the rest of their library and go and really get the experience. And this was the, the two high points and and the whole show was absolutely incredible, but the two high points were, uh, dance macabre. And then, oh shit. Who, uh, who is it that comes out and plays the sax?
3: Oh, Papa zero.
1: Papa Zero comes out on stage with the saxophone during, uh, uh, it's right at the tip of my Fuck. tongue. Uh, but anyway, those were like the points where everybody went absolutely just fucking nuts. Yeah. Everybody was dancing to dance macabre. I mean, it's, it's just, this song is just perfect and wonderful and I love it.
3: It's just fun. It really is just like a fun, upbeat song. They're coming yes. back out to uh, next year. I don't know if they're coming near you or not with Volbeat.
1: They are, they are.
3: Ghost isn't
2: really my thing, but when I heard this song and I'd heard it before this, I was like, wait, maybe maybe they are my thing.
0: And, <laughs> yeah, this and was that's... I was not familiar with this song, and it sounded definitely different than anything else I'd ever heard of by Ghost. <laughs> it it's
1: I think that's for me they had to have a hook. And then once I kind of got how tongue in cheek everything is. And that, you know, there's a lot of debate about Ghost. They're not metal. No fucking shit. They're not metal. They're basically <laughs> prog rock, exactly. um, more so than anything. But but the bottom line is that they're they're having fun with what they do. Like if if somebody who is not a fan of Ghost, I would recommend this. I would recommend basically all of their covers. They cover Missionary Man. Uh, they cover. Uh, avalanche the uh, sin by the pet shop boys is like that's probably my favorite one one has been sin, one of the best covers of all time I think Uh, and then at that point you're like oh I get it I get what they do and then you get into stuff like square hammer and, and and it just goes from there to where you they click and that's that's exactly what it was with me it's like it all just sort of clicked it's theatrical and, and fun and tongue in cheek. And these guys are about as satanic as big bird, you know?
3: And that's the joke that like on the surface, you don't see, but when you watch all the other stuff, they do that that accompanies like the music, you see that this whole thing is just one giant storyline. And it's nothing but supposed to be, it's all
1: humor. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic pick. If you hadn't picked it, I would have.
3: It was it was actually the first song I thought of When we were putting this together But I kind of wanted to put a little further down Once I started seeing some of the other picks yeah. I think I gotta bring yeah. it up somewhere down the line
1: Alright, so moving along uh, This is something that Changes it up a little bit But I think it's pretty consistent for me personally And that is
0: It's not yet you I will let you forget i
1: your neck now you Surprise! You're dead! Uh, from Faith No More's first album with Mike Patton, the real thing. Uh, so their first album. Not their yeah. first album, but their first album with, with Mike Patton.
0: Their first album. Yeah, all right. <laughs> with some, some of us can appreciate the Chuck Mosley
1: experience. Yeah. It's I've I've grown to I I've got a soft spot for it. I'm never gonna choose it first, but but I get it. Uh but yeah, surprise, you're dead. Just a, a a churning horror experience, really. If you watch the video, it's all stuff that was shot in, uh, I think it was Chile while they were on tour, and it's just weird weirdness in black and white. Uh, but the song itself, it's pretty self explanatory. I always kind of took it as as a particularly violent vampire that like would, would kind of feed, but really didn't give a fuck. If you just died, tore your head off, whatever it, it, this, this has always been kind of almost like a, a gore song to me in a weird way. Yeah. I got that uh, vibe too, from this actually. Yeah. Like the visuals in my head are, would be like some really like heavy metal style animation of some kind of like madman just tearing people apart and just blood spattering everywhere like that's to me that's the video that goes along with this song uh, I kept envisioning
3: but, the Raiders of the Lost Ark with his face melting off the song too for some reason sure absolutely. I just kept getting throw
1: that throw that in there too Any anything horrific and violent and gory I think would go along with it uh, but what's interesting is this is very specifically a James Martin song it was actually composed in the 70s when he was in agents of misfortune with Cliff Burton and uh, and he brought it back out, the the musical part of it, uh, brought it back out to perform with Faith No More for the real thing. Uh, and the title came from a film that Roddy Bottom made at film school. Uh, but it's it's just, it's a brutal, quick, aggressive song, but it has that Faith No More kind of like, spunky funky style which i'm sure every single one of them would resent me saying but it's true deal <laughs> with it uh but the connections are deeper than just the name and the lyrics because it was also featured in the greatest sequel of all time gremlins 2 the new batch so i just I know it was gremlins featured in a lot of me. huh
3: where is it in gremlins 2
1: uh, I believe it's when they're all mutating in the lab. I could be wrong though, uh, but it, but it is in the movie. Oh, because they're all
3: drinking the shit and they're all changing I,
1: stuff. I think that's where it. It's either there or it's when Gizmo's being tortured. I I can't remember. Uh, I clearly do not it. remember this movie. <laughs> no, it's it, but it is one hundred percent in there because as soon as when I was doing my research, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit, that's right." You don't remember oh, so,
0: Gremlins two?
1: So the benefit of <laughs> no, this or, or is now, or the Key
0: and Peele sketch about Gremlins two. Wow, well, that's I mean that's legendary.
1: <laughs> uh, but the benefit here is, as now everybody, as soon as you're done listening to this episode, can go and watch Gremlins two.
0: Everyone should watch Gremlins two as many as many chances as they can get. Absolutely, it's, it's definitely the best Gremlins movie ever made.
1: I agree. And that's I love badass. Gremlins. I love Gremlins. I watch it every Christmas. And but now Gremlins, up NECA
3: Gremlins figures coming out.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, that Mogwai is a six pack, I think. Yeah. What they just announced with the punk from the commercial from the Mountain Dew commercial. Killing that's, me. That's, on that's an instant buy. Now, I will say this, though. I won't buy any more of NECA's actual Gremlins figures because they don't make make stand up. I'll buy the Mogwai, but I won't buy the Gremlins because they don't fucking stand up. It pisses me <laughs> off. Now I well, I've got the bat gremlin and the spider gremlin, but like the regular gremlins, they're, the, 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 they're balanced, they, they don't work. They fall over. I, I got rid of all mine.
0: I just use gorilla attack for the figures that won't stand up anymore.
1: Well, no, even if you do that, they do the lean. Uh and it, and it they're they look <laughs> incredible. But if you're if you're putting them on the shelf, they're not practical.
0: This was when you Mentioned it earlier about the uh, agents of misfortune, like having been aware of this song for thirty-two years and never knowing that that was the case. As I was researching this before this as well, and also like the was that video something that was on like a VHS release they put out at some point in time because yes. I don't remember there ever being a video for this.
1: Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing it on MTV. It was on Video Croissant, which was mm. their VHS video compilation, uh, okay. but, and it's also on the. They did a DVD. I was gonna That's, say, I'm pretty uh, sure
2: we have it on the DVD.
1: Yeah, it's it's on the DVD. I think it's video croissant and the next VHS that they put out that I can't remember the name of it. Uh but yeah, it's it's I think it's only been released in like a direct to, to video form, not on like MTV or anything like that. Although it I mean it might have seen play on like 120 minutes or something at some point.
0: Or headbanger's but, ball, possibly. Yeah,
1: either one. Because Faith More was one of those bands that jumped between both of those. Like, yeah, like this would have been, you know, this might have been Headbangers Ball, but then a small victory is on 120 minutes. Right. <laughs> so. This
3: had to be something that Ricky Rackman was incredibly excited to announce. This had to be.
2: Oh, absolutely. What wasn't Ricky Rackman excited to announce? You, you mean, you mean
1: Wiggy Rackman? <laughs> you make a good point, Beth.
3: <laughs> this,
2: Every
1: this song was... was the
3: greatest fucking song ever.
1: It's true. He, he was very he was, excitable. He was awesome, though. He did his <laughs> job well. All right. Uh, Beth, what is next?
2: Uh, I guess Dave would consider this a bringdown, but it is another danceable song.
1: <laughs> the
2: cute, open I heard him scratching at the door. Ribbons by Sisters of Mercy. Uh, It is not a 20-minute song like a remix of Temple of Love, (laughs) but it is still danceable, and it is, I think it's just over five minutes long. And the reason I picked this was of the many, many, many great songs that are on the 1990 album Vision thing, this was the one that creeped me kind of out when I was a kid. Not a kid, but, you know, young. Ish. A teenager. Um, It's very dark. And I'm not entirely sure what it's about. Because at some point he mentions. uh, Marks and angles. So it could be a political song. Flowers on the razor wire. Could be something political. But at the time I did not think that. At the time I thought. Flowers on the razor wire. And she looked good in ribbons. Meant that some girl was getting cut the hell up. But also singing about it, so pretty dark.
0: Um, Unless we forget, incoming.
2: I know you were waiting to say that, <laughs> <laughs> which also probably has a war kind of a theme to it as well. But Sisters of Mercy, if you're if you're not a fan, that's fine. I get it. But they were for for the dark gothy kind of stuff. They were very glam and very slick. And all their videos were very black and white and cool. And I mean, cool if you're into goth glam. But they weren't your typical, just sad goth. They were glam goth. They were
0: bombastic. They were so bombastic that they got the great Jim Steinman to produce multiple songs in their catalog, including one from this album, More. uh, Which this is Vision Thing is a masterpiece from start to finish. Um, Probably their second best album, if not Mm -hmm. their best.
3: So I actually have surprisingly heard this song, Ooh. which is shocking. I usually never do. Um, well, you know, you're, you're gonna I lose a I smile. Was when deep I I too for you. Well, no, you're gonna lose a smile when I tell you where. Uh, <laughs> there's um, there's um, there's a place in 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 Jersey. It's called Black Betty's. It is a strip club that has like like alternative and like goth girls, and this is in heavy rotation there. So <laughs> I've heard. So I've heard.
1: That makes sense. Yeah,
3: my, my
2: husband would love to come visit you. <laughs>
0: Taking awesome- down some <laughs> notes right now.
3: It is an awesome club. Holy shit. If you boys ever come to Jersey for uh, some horror conventions, we'll we'll take a detour for seven or eight hours and uh <laughs> <laughs> I uh
1: I, I all I can say is I, I get it, but this one was not for me.
0: <laughs> again, and again there's- fantastic guitar work. Some of my favorite guitar work in rock music is specifically by the Sisters of Mercy, but this song in particular.
1: And there is some Sisters of Mercy I dig, but this one, it didn't. It uh, I, I sat and I listened to it and I was like, huh, that's weird. I didn't, that didn't do anything for me. Cause that, like I said, there are Sisters of Mercy songs that I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. Who is this? Oh, it's Sisters of Mercy. Of course it is. Cause that's the only people that sound like this. And this one just didn't, I don't know, it, it didn't connect for me. Uh, but but it is very appropriate for what we're doing here. Definitely falls in line. This is it, the final round. It is time to go spooky or go home. Noel, kick us off.
0: <laughs> so we. Uh, I think we initially envisioned this when we started doing this as the speed round for the last round. It doesn't always turn into a speed round. It never uh, turns into a speed round. But I figured I'd save this one because this is one that you can really fit into a speed round. Because uh, I'm going to go back. The version that I'm talking about here comes from 1998. We actually talked about it earlier. It was on the Halloween Hootenanny compilation, of course, produced by Rob Zombie and Zombie Go Go Records. So for my last pick. <laughs> This is the Los Straight Jackets version of the Munsters theme. And you really can't go wrong. It's already one of the best TV theme songs of all time. Um, but Los Straight Jackets made it into like a almost three minute long rock jam that's got like highs and lows. And it's just, it's just a perfect like surf rock uh, piece. And uh, I, I mean, if I'm going to listen to the Munsters theme, it's going to be this one just because it's, it's, they made a full song out of it and it's just perfect from start to finish. And I'm surprised that I'm the one that picked the band with the Luchadores uh, and not Dave. <laughs> I <laughs> will. Uh,
1: this, the whole Halloween Hoot Nanny album is absolutely essential. It's a must have. Uh, I actually had a pick I was going to choose from that, but Jay from the Purple Stuff podcast beat me to it. Uh, so I, I did not choose Halloween Dance by Reverend Horton Eat, uh, uh, which was going to be one of my picks. Uh, but this is like the whole album is fantastic. But this specifically, everybody knows the Munsters theme, but Low straight Jackets, as they do, pep it up, uh, give it that little extra kick and turn it into an even more fun theme than it already is.
3: I love the fuck out of this version. And I can honestly picture rob actually using this for his like monsters
1: movie yeah absolutely this could play over like the end credits or something like modern day yeah yeah absolutely uh which by the way like he he is i feel like he's more enthusiastic about this than anything he's ever made if you follow rob zombie on instagram like all the pictures he's putting up of the construction of the house every like all the stuff that they're doing to get ready costumes and everything like his enthusiasm for this project, because I mean, this this is really more his wheelhouse than anything he's done, because if you look back at his history, it's all very tongue in cheek horror. Yeah, like the movies he've, he's made are relatively brutal and disturbing things, but really humor has been such a big part of his music over the years that. This seems like the ultimate Rob Zombie movie project, and I'm really interested to see where it goes. But yeah, the Low Straight Jackets doing this song is perfection. One
0: hundred percent.
1: All right, uh, Bob, what you? got? You know got? what?
3: I think we're going to keep us on the exact same topic we were just talking about, <laughs> right? With with uh, with this song. <laughs> That's Rob Zombie's Dragula. Uh, kind of a basic bitch pick in a way because it's so obvious. But at the same time, like you, you can't not have Halloween without something like this. And I'm going to take it a step further before we even discuss the song. The whole album could be on a Halloween playlist. Yes. If you have the CD, the CD book is probably one of the greatest like CD booklets of all time. Such a good tribute to like the old EC Comics. Taking it a step further, he re-released the album a couple of years later. With a DVD that he made yes. videos for every single song, so you could watch the entire album. Ew! Why would you? Through. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, what? what? Oh, it's, <laughs> no, it's nothing. It's, it's no, best what? turn what? to get riled up. No, nothing. What? That's what. That's what we're here <laughs> for. What?
2: Come on. <laughs> nothing. Just, just wondering why you would want to watch all of Rob Zombie's songs on TV <laughs>
3: it, it's ever. More because, like, if you've like, he turned them all into so it's like this, just like this one long like visual kind of thing that so it's not even like it's him performing the songs like like this video is just him literally in dragula like horribly acting over the top like but the the funny thing about
1: the video he's not in dragula because dragula so it is the coffin shaped uh like dragster car they couldn't get dragula he's in uh what is what is that one called the something coach right the creep the coffin coach isn't it is it the coffin coach? I think that's I right. Think? But but yeah, they're not in Dracula in the video. But it doesn't matter because it's fun, it's goofy, it's horror, uh, and yeah, that album cover, like that's just a the the Hellbilly Deluxe album cover is just a Halloweeny image. It just is. Yeah. <sighs> Amazing yeah, lo-
3: Basil I'm... GoGo's painting. Yes. And like I said, yeah, the whole it's... the whole CD, the whole booklet. There's like fake ads for masks and. They,
1: they could have released that as like a, a standalone, like music. magazine thing.
0: Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's not here. sad. <laughs> we have, to have a ever, whole round now ever, of of Rob Zombie and Munsters related songs, right? That's that has to be the rest of the round since we've got two <laughs> now. <laughs>
1: nobody, ha- nobody has ever cried themselves to sleep on a toilet while listening to Rob Zombie. <laughs> So it goes without saying.
2: If you get me drunk enough, I will <laughs> cry myself to sleep because I will be upset about listening to Rob Zombie. Beth, it goes you without count.
1: saying. I love this pick. Rob Zombie is, is an artist that I, I absolutely love without reservation. Uh, and some, some little anecdotal things to go along with this song. Uh, when I used to work for a wrestling promotion called Monstrosity Championship Wrestling, I was the announcer. And there was a, what MCW was, they would take local independent wrestlers and, uh, a guy named Shane Morton, who's does all kinds of different stuff. He would make them up like monsters and they would go wrestle. So we had cool. a, uh, a wrestler named Simon sermon. His monster persona was Dragula And he was a flamboyant vampire. And he would come swishing out to the ring with his cape. And he had fangs and vampire makeup and everything. And he would come out to Dracula. Obviously, he would. Well, there was no coming out for this guy. He was out. But uh, that was his big entrance. And then it's also worth noting, Dracula has been used in tons and tons and tons of movies, including... This month's needless commentary which you will uh oh wait by this point you will have already heard so uh idle hands uh which if you didn't listen to that episode check it out it came out last week uh but used in in that movie as well as it's, it's it's just a fantastic song as is every Rob Zombie song
2: I'm not a fan of the last i to be honest with you I, I actually Jason like- Wilson
1: will back me up I didn't love Venomous Rat Regeneration Vendor or whatever it was, but I think the new one, the Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Apocalypse Theory or whatever the fuck it's called, uh, I actually really like the newest one. A,
3: a I'm the lot. opposite with you. I like the last one better than this one. This one, oh, like wow. I had it on in the car for the first time, and I couldn't tell where the song breaks. Where I was like, is this the same song?
1: Well, it's... Uh you know, there are are those artistic subtleties that Rob Zombie brings to the table—the minutia uh, and his his performances—that they're.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, I, can't I, I love even, Zombie no matter what. I, think I can't
1: even keep going.
3: He's a fantastic visual artist, but I guess we should we should uh we should we should move on to Dave's pick because Beth is falling asleep on us.
0: Well, I, I yeah. want to say one more thing about Dracula. <laughs> I've I've always thought this is a song that should have been a Monday Night Raw theme for the last. 25 years, and how it has not (laughs) ever become one has always just blown my mind. It broke
1: broke my heart when Edge stopped using Never Gonna Stop (laughs) and switched to that Creed minus Scott Stapp song. Oh, God, that (laughs) shit is so bad. I Well, I mean, it's not. It's a good wrestling entrance song, but why would you stop using Rob Zombie? Come on. All right, we got to move on. For my next pick, which is...
0: the scene all day but tomorrow they'll be hell to pay hell
1: by the squirrel nut zippers uh absolutely phenomenal band if you don't own any of their music go buy all of it including their christmas album because you may just need that for reference in a couple of months here um Uh, This song was a big deal when it came out. Uh, It was released in 1996 from their album Hot, uh, and it was played at the Masquerade, which I worked at at the time, on swing night. Every single night, it was a big hit because it's peppy, it's upbeat, but it has a little extra zest that a lot of the sort of big band music that was being played at the time didn't have. the Squirrel Nut Zippers had this sort of unique personality that set them apart from that music, but also their style fit in very much with it. So they, they were kind of a breath of fresh air amongst all the Royal crown reviews and big bad voodoo daddies and cherry popping daddies and whatever other kind of daddy activities were going on. And, the somewhat creepy now that I think about it bands that were happening at the time.
2: I just realized how many of those bands had daddies. The so theater. many
0: daddies. I Weird. didn't notice it
2: at the time.
0: Uh That's but creepy. anyway, it is you're, you're so character. money baby and you don't even
1: know it. Stop. Uh this song is fantastic. It is literally about going to hell. Uh yes. if you don't live the right kind of life. The video is great. It's it is very, very creepy. Like at first glance, the video is just kind of a twenties a, a style performance. But when you look at the intensity in their faces, there's this weird sort of discomfort that permeates the whole video. Uh it's it's fantastic. The song is great, the video is great. And again, much like Dracula, this has been used in a dozen different TV shows and movies because it's so catchy and hell is a pretty common theme when you want to get a point across uh about people doing bad things so uh just just an awesome song and i'm sure you guys are pretty familiar with this already
0: love it and i was always like i was always kind of bummed that they got kind of lost in the middle of all that swing revival stuff because they weren't a swing revival revival band. That was like one of yeah. many things that they did. They were doing like Delta blues and, you know, and bluegrass type of influence. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different genres that they were doing. Cause I remember like the uh, falling in love with them on their first album. And then when this album came along, I was actually like really shocked that this little band from North Carolina is suddenly getting major MTV airplay because well, this song aesthetically fit with all that other stuff that was out at the time.
1: That was the thing is I I didn't look at it so much as them being lost in the shuffle as them actually being lucky enough to get mixed in and swept up with that whole movement because they really it really kind of didn't make sense that they were but it gave them some success, some notoriety and you know they got their time on MTV which otherwise they you know, probably never would have gotten aside from being played on 120 minutes at 1:30 in the morning.
0: But they, but it, what they wind up becoming a punchline because of it, because now people are like, oh, are you, I, you remember what, that I, five minutes back in the '90s I, where no, swing was I feel, a thing? See,
1: I feel like they escaped that. I don't feel like it. You know, it, now to, well, to
0: us, yes, but I think to the mainstream public, on the net,
1: well, I don't think the, the mainstream public
0: with like, the boo daddy and cherry popping daddy, I don't.
1: Know how much the mainstream public acknowledges any of that, anyway. I
2: I've heard Big Bad Voodoo Daddy used
1: as a Simpsons joke. I haven't heard Squirrel Nut
2: Zippers used as yeah. a Simpsons
1: joke. <laughs> yeah, I I I think they kind of escaped the the oh that stuff thing because they were different and because they did stand out. And also, I think they're the only ones because they've they've reformed since then with a, with a slightly different lineup. Uh, And they're they're still out there making music, and I think most of those other bands. I can tell you this: uh, uh, four or five years ago, the Cherry Pop and Daddies were scheduled to play the Lilburn Days Fall Festival, and then got canceled because somebody realized Cherry Pop and Daddies was not the most family friendly band name in the world. (sighs) But, But there was actually a sign up; it was hilarious. So that's the, that's where those
0: guys are. The really? one that Weird Al Yankovic got to parody finally was the wow. Cherry Pop and Daddies.
1: Oh, geez.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of the bands of that time, I think that's the band that's held up the best. Like I yes. could still listen to Squirrel Nut Zippers. I don't know that I would be overjoyed anymore if I heard a Big Bad Voodoo Daddy song on the radio. I
0: I mean or I still I had a it all that. What you I don't go. Your husband doesn't make you go back and watch swingers every six months.
2: No, we went through (laughs) our swing phase in the nineties. Like normal people We're done. I remember
0: (laughs) because I was there too. Yeah. I tried to watch (laughs) swingers again a few years ago and it's intolerable. It's not, uh, no, it's not easy to watch.
1: No, no, it's, it's, you can't do it, 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 which is wild considering the talent involved, but yeah, I, I can't watch that movie anymore. All right. It is time. To close this thing out, now, I was a little nervous (laughs) about giving Beth the last pick, but I gotta say, I feel (laughs) like it came through.
2: Well, okay, look, you say I'm no fun, you call me Drury pants. this is what you get. You're just lucky that BTS doesn't have any horror songs, because I would have made this an all-BTS total list. Yeah, how's that for not fun? So for my last pick, to prove that I am not Drury pants, I went with...
0: I swear I do, but just not, baby, when it comes to you. I get so hungry when you say you love me. If you know what's good for you, I think you're hot, I think you're cool. You're the kind of guy I'd stalk in school, but now that I'm famous, you're up my anus. Now I'm gonna eat you, fool. I eat boys up, breakfast, and lunch. Then when I'm thirsty, I drink their blood.
2: cannibal by kesha
1: and and when this popped up in the chat i i out loud said oh yeah because i am (laughs) oddly enough i am a fan of kesha i
2: you know surprisingly i know this will shock and amaze you that i heard kesha from my husband
1: yes i I am really super surprised by that
2: (laughs) probably not somebody i would have picked up on my own right away but uh,
1: <laughs> you know what she's fun she stands out amongst amongst the artists that she might get lumped in with uh she you're right she's fun she's, she's weird different she's weird yes. she's fucking she hot, wrote a let's song be
2: about being a cannibal
1: and yes she is she is very hot well she was uh- if I'm remembering right, I feel like she was one of Conan O'Brien's favorites because I think she showed up on his show a lot. Uh, And that was kind of where I found her because it was clear that Conan legitimately enjoyed her and her music. And I was like, well, if Conan is this enthusiastic, there's something here. And that's where I was kind of like, okay, yeah, she's she's kind of a weirdo
3: but she doesn't take herself overly like serious about either like 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 like, like she's the one telling the joke about herself more or less and like she Mm -hmm. totally gets it
1: that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be fun and this is a song about literally eating boys yes uh
3: is it weird that the song kind of is it weird that this turned me on a little bit listening to it because it kind of did i'm not gonna lie a little
1: bit but you know
3: i i get it are you, a, probably are you a why my husband fetishist? What is this?
0: I, I,
3: I wish I could answer that. I really don't know, but I was just I was just like, yeah, this is kind of it's kind of nice.
2: Well, I've I'd heard all her, her hit songs before, you know, they're not new. But when I heard this one and I heard the words now that I'm famous, you're my anus, and then she literally goes into talking about eating boys for breakfast. And then, you know, you think it's a some kind of a simile or a metaphor, but no, she drinks their blood and, and she literally think, you know, is a cannibal in this song. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? All right, fine. I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> I'm actually surprised I did not know this song because I, I know a fair amount of, you know, Kesha's more popular hits, but this was the first time I'd heard cannibal was when you posted it in our, in our group chat. Uh, yeah, it's, it, 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 uh it, consistent uh, just like the rest of her stuff. It is definitely a lot of fun. And it's, I didn't realize it was 11 years old.
1: Yeah, sure. That's, that's what really made me feel like, uh, at the end of last crusade, when the guy chooses the wrong cup (laughs) and drinks out of it, it, like a lot of these picks made me feel like that, uh, because to realize that this song monster that was new to me is 10 years old, this song cannibal, which I had heard, but wasn't like at the forefront of my consciousness that was older than that, I really did feel like I was just melting and withering away.
0: Uh, well, nothing made me feel older than on our last show when we did uh party rock anthem. Um, or no, it was, oh no. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, uh, the other song by LMFAO uh, sexy and I, sexy and you know, it oh, was like, Oh, it was like, Oh, this song came out like three years. No, 10. Yeah. 10 years ago. That's mm-hmm. Brutal that, that was, was that was when my heart just melted. I was like, I'm gonna die tomorrow.
1: <laughs> so so really the the point of this whole Halloween playlist is the, We're all the, gonna the die. true the true scariness is how close to death we all are.
3: <laughs> yeah, but then we can come back and be ghosts and just do this again as like as like ghosts. So we I want, can make a real spooky playlist. I want
1: to come back as a ghost that is a background dancer in Kesha videos. That's my goal. <laughs> That's what this I conversation
0: has just has just given me my idea for my first song for next year's list. So excellent. I'm writing that down now.
1: Well, that is a heck of a way to close this thing out. I think Beth chose a banger for the final song. This is Cannibal is how you want to go out. Uh, but before we go, we got to go around. Where can we find you guys on socials, and what are you up to? Bob, let's start with you.
3: Uh, hit me up on Facebook and Instagram, at Bob Art, one word. Um, I got Monster Mania in um, Oaks, Pennsylvania, coming up in a few weeks with a bunch of the uh, cast of Halloween. Christina Ricci is going to be there. I'll be there all weekend selling my like, Blown the Dark art, Blown the Dark Magnets, and after that, I'm taking a bit of a break for a few months, and then uh, gonna swing back into it. That's pretty much all I got going on.
0: Uh, you can find me uh, once a month on the Needless Things Network, uh, hosting the, or co hosting the Audible Interlude podcast with some fellow named Dave and another guy by the name of Christian. Uh, we talk about GI Joe. Uh, you can also catch uh, some stuff on the interwebs uh, on dorkdroppings.com, my home on the internet that doesn't get updated much, but as I like to say, is older than Google.
1: And tons of content.
0: Yes, many many years of content, just not in the last seven or eight. And
3: probably Is it
1: older than
0: the songs on this list. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Some older. of the songs on this list, yes, definitely. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> older than Susie Sue. Uh, <laughs> and chances are your organization's uh, software does not block it.
0: That's that's probably true.
1: Mm. And finally, Beth, where can we find you? What are you up to?
2: Well, I am uh, occasionally, apparently, talking about Nightmare on Elm Street movies now online. You posting, you are now
1: the host of uh, the the Freddy's Ready podcast.
2: I will be posting links to those when they go up. I've already done uh, a podcast recent, well, a, a virtual panel recently with the uh, Classic Track Crew, which has led to me becoming the Freddy expert. Links sure. up when that happens. Uh, But until then, you can tune into the Execute Chapter 66 podcast, where we talk about Star Wars books.
1: You guys, thank you for sitting down and talking about spooky Halloween music. Once again, uh, we will be back in a couple of months to talk about spooky Christmas music. Wait, (laughs) maybe it's not spooky. Maybe or it's maybe something it else. Maybe, yeah. It will maybe, be. maybe it will be spooky Christmas music. Who knows? You'll have See, to. Now I have a challenge again. to
3: find out, at least one spooky Christmas song. <laughs>
1: and one spooky Christmas song. Perfect. It will happen. Thanks a lot, you guys. As always, thank you so very much for tuning in to the Needless Things podcast. Thank you in advance for sharing. This episode, this show, this labor of love with your friends, your family, your acquaintances, anybody who you think would enjoy the Needless Things podcast. We've been going for quite some time now, and without your support, well, I guess I would probably just keep doing it because I love making podcasts. Um, Halloween is right around the corner, and it is just over a week away. And I hope everybody is having some fun doing some spooky stuff if that's your thing. Uh, if you're just sitting there impatiently waiting for Thanksgiving, uh, I don't know why you listened to this episode. Uh, and there will not be a Thanksgiving music episode. I'm sorry. What would that What would that consist of? Would it be like football songs? Like uh, would what, what football teams have theme songs, don't they? Or is that just college football? I have no idea, and don't care. Song, I, I, turkey songs, like the Gobbledygooker's theme song, Turkey in the Straw, uh, and that would be kind of it, I guess. Anyway, thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, I hope you're having fun. I hope you're enjoying things. Please check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, it is, it is the new. I mean, we're still doing this every week. Well, this, you know, three of this and one Audible interlude, but. Uh, that that YouTube channel is something I've really got hopes for. It's just a matter of figuring out what exactly needs to be done to, to give it some steam. But it, it's doing pretty well. Uh, we're getting new subscribers all the time. We're on track. Uh, to, we're exceeding my expectations anyway. So that's a lot of fun. So do your part. Subscribe, share, tell your friends about Needless Things. And uh, stay tuned. Lots of fun still on the way. I love you guys.